Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm a compliance evangelist and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series sponsored jointly by Skillsoft and Stoneturn entitled A Partnership of Products and Services for Your Compliance Program. In this podcast series, we consider the code of conduct to risk assessments to continuous improvement in a best practices compliance program with representatives of Skillsoft and Stone Turn. I know you'll enjoy it. And now a word about our two sponsors. Skillsoft. Skillsoft's compliance solutions provide legal ethics and workplace safety training through a full suite of customizable compliance training options. Skillsoft partners with industry-leading subject matter experts to develop accurate and engaging courseware and videos available in over 30 languages. To learn more about how Skillsoft can help your organization meet regulatory requirements and mitigate risk, visit skillsoft.com backslash compliance. Stone Turn. Who do you turn to when you need assistance navigating the emerging risks from the pandemic for enhancing your compliance program? Who do you turn to for on-demand compliance resources and expertise? Turn to us, Stone Turn. Since 2004, council corporations and government agencies have turned to global advisory firm StoneTurn when facing their greatest challenges. Make StoneTurn the first place you turn for advice on regulatory, risk and compliance issues, investigations, and business disputes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our final episode in our five-part podcast series. Today, I have Stephen Martin. Stephen's a partner at Stone Turn. Stephen, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Oh, great to be on again, Tom. Uh, always a pleasure. Stephen, as you know, uh, we have previously discussed risk assessments and how risk assessments can uh, both inform and enhance codes of conduct in um, prior podcast episodes. But today I wanted to focus on how risk assessments really lead to and inform continuous monitoring and continuous improvement. How do you see that occurring? Well, you know, with risk assessments, I mean, they're the most critical part of your compliance program. I mean, they really frame what you're supposed to do overall, you know, looking at, um, you know, government expectations, industry-related risk, and then company-related risk, and then you build and enhance your compliance program around that. Um, you know, what has been what has changed recently, you know, with the new guidance from the DOJ that was just released this summer is an emphasis around continuous program improvement that's guided by your risk assessment, which is something new. And what that means is that while the DOJ has previously talked about compliance programs being dynamic and responsive to, um, you know, the risk that you face and doing a periodic review, the new 2020 guidance really now directed um, companies to look at not just a limited snapshot in time, um, but using risk assessment that's based on continuous operational data and information across a number of functions so that you can have real-time risk assessment um, and improvement of your compliance program. Stephen, you uh, have talked about this perhaps longer than anyone I know, which is that your compliance program should be a living, breathing document. And it seems to me that the not only regulators, but even perhaps the market has caught up uh, to that um, uh, approach. Do you believe that's still a valid approach and perhaps could it even be more important today? 
Oh, absolutely. I think it's I think it's way more important today, given the guidance that came out. Um, you know, before you would be you would be able to uh, talk about um, you know, a risk assessment that would be done, you know, once a year or once every couple of years, or perhaps you would do a program assessment. Now, what you're expected to do is continually be evaluating your program and looking at, you know, data and information, which often compliance officers and companies are, are not very uh, in-depth in terms of what they gather and how they do that and coordinate it, um, but really looking at that ongoing review to update your policies, procedures, and controls. And what companies should be doing under the new guidance is you know, tracking and incorporating into their risk assessments the lessons that they've learned from either issues that have come up or other companies in the same industry or you know, government uh, actions or geographical risk or impacts that have been happening. And so the DOJ is going to be looking at um, whether a company has based its compliance program on this continuous monitoring idea, which is, you know, a new approach. We've talked about before, you know, kind of the six elements of corporate compliance, of an effective corporate compliance program. And two of those, one is risk assessment, which is your base um, part of the program. But the other is really oversight and monitoring and response, which is something that companies have not been very good at being able to address and handle. Um, but now, you know, DOJ with the new guidance is really putting forward uh, this new emphasis on continuous monitoring and using data-driven um, decision-making and testing in your program on an ongoing basis. And, you know, those statements that are coming out of DOJ really now emphasize the importance of this proactive and continuous risk assessment and ongoing monitoring so that you can have an effective program that is designed to detect and correct violations um, and be more predictive in issues that come up um, so that you can really help your companies reduce risk, you know, maximize um, profitability, maximize performance, and still meet government expectations. Stephen, many compliance practitioners focused on the new part of the 2020 update to evaluation of corporate compliance programs around data. And I think they focused on data analytics as a key component going forward. But the Department of Justice also made clear it's not simply numbers. It's not simply data analytics. It's information. Do risk assessments, do looking at the number of hotline calls, where hotline calls come from, do those provide information that you can use to uh, not only continuously monitor, but actually continually improve your compliance program as well? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, as you well know, um, a lot of compliance programs and corporations have disaggregated information and data, meaning that, you know, the training records are separate from um you know, the hotline calls that come in and separate from the audit function and what's being done. And so collectively, most corporations don't use data in, in, a, in any kind of an effective way in, in being able to bring it together to really look at what trends or issues that are coming out. Um, you know, as you know, the previous guidance had really talked about having, you know, well-resourced and independent compliance functions. Now what they're talking about is not just the compliance program being implemented, um, but is it effective and is it empowered to function on a daily basis using the data they have to really meet the needs of the corporation? 
Um, and, you know, the, they're starting to ask now in the guidance about questions like, you know, is there sufficient access to sources of data to allow for timely and effective monitoring or testing of policies or controls of transactions? And the answer to that in a lot of corporations that you and I both see is no. And, you know, what are the impediments that, you know, limit the resource and use of data? Um, you know, and so you're starting to see a new focus about, you know, what kind of tools you would use. How do you review data on things like, you know, report anonymous reporting, um, the existence of measures or controls that employees are aware of the hotline. You're talking about um, the possibility of culture surveys. What are your controls look like? Financial, operational, and, you know, legal related controls. What are controls around third parties? And how are you using all of that data, not just to report, <clears throat> excuse me, not just to report to the board of directors, but to, you know, use it to enhance the program going forward? You know, I think what you're going to see is, you know, the continuation of using some of the um, technologies that are out there um, around compliance management tools, as well as, you know, dashboards and other AI and analytic tools that are going to be built to really help compliance officers um, both meet, you know, the government expectations, but more important, you know, continue to be proactive and predictive in the compliance program assisting the business um, in really operating you know, within the bounds of laws, protecting the reputation of the business um, and making sure that, you know, they're meeting um, what you need to, whether it's from the code of conduct um, or any other expectations that you have for your employees. Stephen, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if listeners wanted more information on Stone Turn or any of the services they provide around continuous monitoring and continuous improvement, where could they go? Sure. Um, you know, they can contact me at um, smartin at stoneturn.com and I'd be happy to, you know, talk to them about, you know, what kind of tools we have. Um, Stoneturn is a boutique consulting firm that focuses on compliance and then investigations and monitoring, which are the two things um, your, co your corporations don't want to do because you don't want to have a monitor. So when we talk about monitoring in this aspect, we're really talking about the proactive. Um, and we have, you know, a series of folks in our company that work on risk and uh, controls and, and audit functions as well to really help companies uh, utilize data. We also have a data analytics team um, to help companies as well um, bring data together and really utilize it, whether it's in a dashboard or other mechanisms um, to have an effective compliance program. Stephen, uh, thanks so much, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Oh, it's great as always. I always enjoy it, Tom. Uh, you do a great job with these podcasts, uh, so it's fun to be on and chat with you. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of our special five-part podcast series on the products and services for your compliance program, sponsored jointly by Skillsoft and StoneTurn. I have linked to the StoneTurn and Skillsoft website in the show notes, so check out those websites for more information. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's podcast, I want to let you know about an upcoming webinar both Skillsoft and StoneTurn are hosting. The webinar entitled Evolving Your Compliance Program will be held on Wednesday, September 23. We'll explore how companies are leveraging data and information to improve and evolve their compliance programs. Check out the show notes in this episode to sign up, register, and obtain more information. I hope you'll join us again for another episode of this special five-part series which is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to visiting with you again.